It's time for Girl Boner Radio with August McLaughlin. A spicy blend of personal stories, in-depth reporting and inspiration. Girl Boner is where good girls go for sexual empowerment. Listen in as August McLaughlin, award-winning health and sexuality writer, explores female sexual pleasure like no one else. She's the big sister slash girlfriend you've always wanted and she loves to talk sex. Only on Global Voice Broadcasting. Beauty to me is about being comfortable in your own skin. That or a kick-ass red lipstick. Gwyneth Paltrow. I love this quote because it reminds us how we feel matters the most from a beauty perspective and that it's a-okay to have fun with makeup or whatever else makes us feel more vibrant or alive. Welcome back to Girl Boner Radio, where good girls go for sexual empowerment. I'm your host, August McLaughlin, and I am thrilled to have the lovely inside and out, Katerina Vanderham. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yes, you do. Perfect. Founder and CEO of Viva Glam Magazine in the studio with me today. We are going to explore some empowering makeup tips. Katerina has graced over 50 magazine covers worldwide and has been voted one of the 100 sexiest women in the world by numerous magazines. She also has a degree in business, marketing, and graphic design. Her brainchild, Viva Glam Magazine, is on a mission to become the one and only guide every woman will ever need. Um, I've always had a, a passion for fashion and glamour, you said, Katerina, um, but that you thought that it might cross this line and become cheesy. Yes. I like that. What did you mean by that? Well, you know, I think cheesy could be replaced for trashy as well. You know, lots of times, especially younger women, they think that the more you show, the more makeup you put on, the bigger the hair, you know, it's making you sexy. And there's a fine line and you have to learn it, I think, early on to avoid lots of mistakes or, you know, so people don't perceive you the way you're not because lots of times, you know, you don't understand why people perceive you as a sexual object, you know. But, you know, if you really understood the fine line of becoming, you know, looking beautiful versus trashy or glamorous, I mean, you you could really prevent that. And that was my problem when I was younger. Lots of times I thought the more is better and the bigger the boobs and, you know, the implants were in and all that stuff. And uh, I thought that's what makes me sexy. And it's kind of sad that, you know, let's say 10, 15 years later, you kind of tone down and remove your implants and do all kinds of normal things. And you realize you're much more beautiful. And I feel like I almost missed out on being my best in my 20s and even 30s. Interesting. You know, and I think it's so sad that women are, you know, shamed for wearing, if they want to wear lots of makeup, if they want to have big boobs, if they want to whatever, I think the whole kind of quote slut shaming thing is really sad. Um, But I hear what you're saying about authenticity Mm -hmm. and embracing your natural. Because I used to wear a lot of makeup when I was feeling really insecure, almost like I was, um, I was in therapy at the time. My therapist, I I cried once and the makeup started running and she thought it had been tattooed on my face until then. (laughs) And I was like, wow, I'm wearing a lot of makeup. But it was like, I needed this you know, I couldn't let myself be natural. And I've always felt like when makeup makes you feel more like yourself, yes. you know, that's really powerful. It is. And, you know, makeup was actually invented in ancient Egypt to, to, to intimidate enemies. And even men wore smoky eyes and the black hole around their eyes to literally um, intimidate the enemies because it's hard to kind of look into someone's eyes when it's all black and, you know, you have all the heavy makeup around. And I think, I don't think there's, necessary something wrong with I mean the question is what's too much makeup right but I think when the makeup is done the right way and everybody's different and if you find your 
what suits you and make and, and you know kind of add something to instead of taking away or hiding i think that's it's like a f- tricky thing you know sure. and so maybe i would rephrase it not necessarily too much makeup but the makeup done right right for you just so you don't cover really what's beautiful you know yeah instead of seeing the person for yes. sure um i was really fascinated by your your story what i've read about it um in your in your magazine online you were born and raised in uh slovakia yes and moved to the us at 22 with 500 yes that was lots of money back then <laughs> at least in slovakia sure i bet <laughs> but it also sounds like it was that scary for you were you just full of adventure it was full of adventure for sure it was very very difficult to leave um eastern europe back in the 90s because if people know the history so they know we you know the socialism went down uh you know in 1989 and then the next decade was very very difficult the whole 90s because you know everyone wanted to leave the country find work overseas and get paid more make more money because that was the freedom we got all of a sudden and you know government knew it so nobody could leave and they made it very very difficult somehow i got lucky and i figured out a way to to sneak out and uh i came here and you know my whole family basically collected money and all it was was 500 you know so well you should I, put that to good use <laughs> well i you know 500 didn't even give me rent pretty much yeah, so yeah. i had to literally share a bed with a man that you know he slept on one side of the bed i slept on the other side of the bed and it was just awful and i had you know i would eat the bread and cheese you know but i just i just had hope and i knew things going to work out because i'm in a completely different country i have nothing to lose i'm young you know i can always go back home in the worst case you know and i just i just had hope i felt positive you know so it just kept me going yeah and did you have a dream to get into um the glamour world obviously you have the stunning model looks that you actually um entered at a fairly late age for the modeling industry mm-hmm. you know people did, will yeah. enter at like 17 right. and you entered at 26 yes right? 26 you know i i always loved modeling glam and i was known for wearing my good makeup and 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 my hair and everything so i was always very glamorous but um you know i never thought i could ever compete with american women because i thought they're so beautiful and you see them on tv and in movies and shows so i came with no expectations i just came here for freedom pretty much see the beach we didn't have a beach you know mm-hmm. and just more like the the basic lifestyle like a easy free basic lifestyle and then once i was here and i went through different jobs i would clean homes pass out flyers scooped ice cream and did all kinds of uh you know jobs like that then when i became a waitress i got approached by a photographer and his wife to test shoot me and i was already 26 but i kind of look younger so they thought maybe i'm like early 20s or something and um they got me into the modeling industry uh i didn't plan on it i thought i'm just going to have a normal life in america and be mm-hmm. grateful but people were really perceiving me as someone exotic i guess you know sure. from with my features and stuff and and i i always say i owe this to america you know because americans really like uplifted me and 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 put me on the map it mm-hmm. wasn't me or myself my confidence because i didn't have any but it was just people who would come to me all the time uh do you have a mirror Uh, have you seen yourself you uh, know and and yeah. the cute things like that but i never heard anything like that in slovakia because yeah. people don't compliment you they put you down for beauty so it definitely struck a chord with you because oh, you said you'd already had a passion for beauty yes. and for makeup and all of that um did you 
So while you were modeling, you know, obviously you're having other people do your makeup all the time. Is that where you, you'd already learned about makeup or is that kind of where you started to get your footing? I learned makeup pretty much from magazines. I think I'm, I might be Chinese inside because I'm very good at copying things <laughs> and knocking things off. But I literally, when I was a teenager, I would have a, you know, Cosmo magazine or something and I saw some beautiful makeup and I would buy similar products and try to recreate it. And I got amazing feedback. Like somehow I naturally had the talent because my dad is a painter. So maybe I got the painting from him kind there of. There's such an art to it. I, yeah, there is. Yeah. I was in the, I modeled when I was a teenager and into my early twenties, um, a while ago. And, I was always so impressed by the makeup artists. Mm. As you can tell, I are—I don't really know. I don't. I wear very little makeup, but I also don't know how really. I mean, I've not really. Thank God you don't need it much because you're so beautiful. Oh, you're very and kind. It's true. Thank you. But there are certainly times when I think it would be really nice to be able to like really glam up or whatever. It's fun. You know, it's sometimes you feel like you need, let's say you're not feeling good that day and you need little help to feel more empowered or confidence for your meeting mm. or something. And, you know, that's the time to add a little more makeup, let's say the right way, obviously, to give you, to f make you feel good about yourself. And, and uh, I don't like when people put makeup down because I think makeup is a fantastic thing to express yourself and it should be embraced and celebrated. And I love the fact that Americans actually really embrace it. And like you said, when I was modeling, I ended up being uh, done up by lots of bad artists and that's what inspired me to start doing makeup because I'm like, I can do this better because oftentimes I had to fix my own makeup and then the models wanted me to do their makeup. And uh -huh. I realized I can have a bunch of clients right now, just my friends who are modeling. And, and I basically started doing both modeling and doing makeup for clients and jobs. That's amazing because I would look at their makeup and go, I could never be as good as that. And you thought no, I'm you the opposite. <laughs> I was like, this is awful. You found a passion. That's I amazing. had a passion. Yeah. And I, and I, I am, I was good already. Um, and I felt like I'm better than many of them, you know, so yeah. it's just. Well, your the photos in your uh, magazine and your tutorials are amazing. And thank you. one thing I really like about them is it makes it very practical You've got lots of like quick tips and you mentioned, um, you know, if you wanted to go to a job interview or on a date or whatever, you want to just add some extra and maybe feel more confident. What are some really simple starter things we can do? Because I think it's intimidating. I know it is because sometimes it's for me. Mm -hmm. Honestly, when I, not with your publication, but sometimes when I read a makeup article or watch one of those amazing videos on YouTube, I'm like, that's amazing. But I still don't think I can do it when they show you in high how speed, to how to do it. So what are some really simple things we can do? I think the basic thing I think every woman should learn first is the symmetry of the face. It goes to science, basically the golden ratio, because what appears to be the most photogenic or attractive face is the face with golden ratio, which means you have certain proportions of the face. And I should do more articles on this one. Yeah. And um, basically what that means that if you understand your uh, features, your proportions, then if you, let's say, are not symmetrical enough in certain areas, you can easily learn how to correct it and make it appear more beautiful, more attractive, because there is a whole science behind it. It's not something like, oh, beauty is in the eye of a beholder and stuff, which is somewhat true, but there's a science and study that shows what people like and why some people are attractive, why some women become stars because they have star quality. What is the star quality thing, you know? And, and it goes on and on. So I think the definitely number one thing would be understanding the symmetry of your face and correct it with contouring. And even simple 
mascara and eyebrows if you have your face contour proportionally as best as you can on your face immediately makes a huge difference because you start appearing more attractive. Mm. More so beautiful. contouring, when I hear contouring, and again, this is rookie here talking, mm-hmm. um, I think of like uh, blush and then that uh, there's sort of like a bronzing mm-hmm. powder. Contouring powder. Contouring powder. Mm-hmm. So when you say contouring, are you or talking about yeah. the, the powder? Is that It's the technique. It? So basically oh, okay. contouring or sculpting is... Um, literally sculpting your face. So you want to make sure that you define your cheeks. You want to make sure if your eyes are sunken, you bring them out. You want to make sure if your nose is wider, that you make it a little bit thinner uh, and longer, let's say. Uh, If your chin is a little bit too long and you have too much space between your uh, lower lip, the bottom lip and, and chin, then you can shorten the chin and create illusion of having less space between the bottom lip and chin. And these little tricks, I mean, it sounds so complex right now, but if you saw it just broken down, like on a piece of paper, it's actually not that difficult. And I think just really with uh, using um, dark shadows, which is usually taupe, because that doesn't translate as color, it, it... translates as a shadow Mm -hmm. and highlights you can contour your face so you highlight the areas you want stand out and you um, use dark color which is the taupe to sink in the features like for example under your cheekbone you would you would you know blend in under your bone to make sure that the the cheek comes out a little bit more and let's say if you want to make your bottom lip a little bit bigger you can put a little shadow underneath which makes it appear to be sunk in a little bit more and then the bottom lip actually looks like it comes out a little it's like bit more. magic it's like magic trick. it's science it's, science it's literally magic. science yeah. and and i've studied a lot a lot uh the beauty and that's why i consider myself beauty specialist because i know the science and the mathematics of the face and um to me i think every woman should strive to be her best version and you don't have to be perfectly symmetrical and you don't have to be like that every day but it's just such an amazing and liberating feeling when you know that if you need to feel more empowered you can do that on daily basis i run around looking like homeless person you know like like i can't even open the door when people come over and that's fine i love myself the way i am because i know that if i need to shine I know all the tricks that are going to make me look like a superstar, you know. And that's, that's I think, what men lots of times don't understand. That makeup is, I always try to explain to them. Makeup to us women is like men when they work out and go to the gym. They, they love seeing the transformation when they pump iron and they see how their biceps is growing and bubbling up. And they just love watching the transformation into certain shape, more triangle torso, you know, and... And, and how it's changing, the, the workout is changing shape of their body. The same with makeup. We like to see that transformation, how the contouring and makeup in general is just changing our face and, and becoming more whatever we want it to be. Oh, I love that. I love the idea, like you said, being comfortable with yourself as you are, and then also knowing that um, you can have this empowering experience. And I know when I was modeling, I, I often felt like I, was, I got to be a canvas you know, mm-hmm. that to see the makeup, it, it would change your mood to see, you know, mm-hmm. just to see and the magic of the science of, of what the makeup artists do. I always feel like they should get the artists, the makeup artists and the photographers are, are such artists. But I think from a style standpoint, 
it's it's an it's like a form of painting or sculpture or you know it's it's pretty it amazing. Is. It is art too. It is art. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we have Halloween coming up kind of soon, and I know you shared some wonderful tips on if you wanted to go vampy, mm-hmm. um, which I imagine that's one of those things that people could take too far, like. They can't. You know, scribble black all over yeah, their yeah. face. <laughs> I think I would probably jump way over that fine line. So um, how does that work? What are some simple tips? You know what? Just simple. I think the trick that women need to know is just blend, 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 blend. You know, even if you put more makeup on or even if you put too dark or too much, just blend, blend, blend till it diffuses the lines because there's nothing worse probably when you have these smoky eyes and it looks like somebody punched you in the eye you know and lots of times I get compliments where women say like oh my gosh like I I just it doesn't look the same when I do it but when you do it it looks like a piece of art but just keep practicing and practicing you know just blend 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 I think that's the key to any makeup even if you overdo it a little bit um just to make it smooth and diffuse the edges of it so it doesn't look so harsh, I think. So with um, a brush, do you think, diffusing your yes. hand? A brush. You can do both. I, For example, like I love applying foundation with my hands. Uh, when you put the liquid foundation on your hand, uh, the body heat, which is almost 100 degrees, immediately kind of melts the makeup a little bit and it's much easier to smooth it on your and work it into your face. And I find it much more useful than, you know, the beauty blender or the sponges that they use or brushes, you know, doesn't leave streaks. And I, what I love about it also is that when you use your own hands and you connect with yourself and touching your face and, and you feel good and you just generate that energy, like it's almost like your face is blooming and reacting to it because you're giving it some love. And, and I think women should be using their hands a lot to, to really touch their face and feel beautiful because then the face starts kind of turning into it because, you know, your atoms and, and everything you have in your body starts reacting to how what signals you're sending to it. Sure. And I think you just need to really take the moment when you do makeup and have it almost like a spiritual experience, you know, if you, if you have that time, obviously. And and just give yourself love and don't judge yourself. Don't look for imperfections ever. I never ever do that to myself. I just always hmm, I look younger again, you know. And I just I just embrace who I am and just just try to really give so much love and be grateful for the way I am. You know, it's, I'm not saying I'm the prettiest girl or anything, but just being grateful and and just connect with yourself and and it really makes huge difference. Many. People don't realize that. That's so interesting. I believe it because I haven't tried that with makeup, doing the slow and kind of self-connecting with myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done it with lotion, though. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that we're so rushed in our lives. Mm-hmm. And if we slow down and actually feel our skin, like mm-hmm. touch our skin, I think that's something that's missing from our society and our daily lives is touch. Yes. And that we should absolutely connect. And I'm going to try that. I'm going to because I use like tinted moisturizer. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also like to put on a little bit more makeup if I'm going out mm-hmm. or, or something. So I'm going to, I'm going to try that. I like this idea of it being a spiritual. Just to, experience. you know, it doesn't have to go crazy. And I even think like if, you know, you have, let's say cellulite on your body and you start using lotion and you really take time to connect and watch your hand, how it's, con- you know, applying the lotion and, and you feel the body heat and you're, you're so present with the moment. And instead of judging your cellulite, you're actually giving it love and, mm-hmm. and being grateful. I do feel you can reduce the appearance of cellulite to a certain degree because the body will 
react to the signals you're sending to it. If it's love, it will give you love. If it's uh, judge- judgment, yeah. you know, if you're and judging. And we're so, we're, our culture, we're so judgmental of our, our looks Very and our appearance. And how have you maintained, it sounds like gratitude plays a big role, but mm-hmm. I know uh, L.A. in general, uh, the fashion industry and our media tends to kind of celebrate really unrealistic um, beauty standards that, you know, some people, it's just completely looks nothing like them, which, you know, and they feel like they therefore are not as acceptable. Um, any tips or things that you've tried in your own life to just maintain really positive body image and, and embrace yourself? I think I always um, worried more about my brain and my how I feel inside. You know, like I always wanted to figure out what makes people happy. And I love beauty and I love glam, but it was never my priority. I, I wanted to feel happy and I wanted to find out what it takes to feel happy and be happy and stuff like that so I think because I never rely on my looks believe it or not I always read so many books studied and and googled and searched stuff about you know self-help and how to just really love yourself you know and and I because I know how to make myself look really attractive with certain tricks and makeup. I understand when I see celebrities, I know that's them too. So I don't feel intimidated by beauty or Jennifer Lopez or or anyone who is like so gorgeous because I know what it takes and every woman can be her best. And so many women I see sometimes, I'm like, gosh, she's so gorgeous. And she doesn't even know it yeah. because she has like the perfect symmetry. And if she just knew how to do little makeup, she can look like a superstar. But instead you talk to her and she's insecure because... She never worked on her inner beauty and, sure. and, and her confidence and self-esteem, you know. Yeah. So I I remember since I've, I was a teenager, I always, always worked on my, like, self-esteem. And I didn't want to be insecure. And I hated when I was, you know, feeling uh, worthless and oh, had feelings like that. So so that always came first. And then I just learned the tricks, how to polish the outside. <laughs> such a strong spirit. I admire <laughs> that. You. It's beautiful. Uh, and you drew to mind something I've thought of is... I wish that every woman could have a day where they are pampered and professionally made up and had a photo shoot in the mm-hmm. best lighting because I don't think people realize. Yes, how much production it yeah. takes. And the lighting is exactly like you said. It's a huge, huge element in looking good in a photo, let's say. Like lighting is almost more important than makeup, I think. Sure. Because sure. you can have no makeup on and you have perfect daylight you know with the dark background behind you where the light is focused on you and it diffuses everything you look soft and beautiful you know but then you can have makeup and you can have really harsh lighting that's coming from the ceiling and it's you're gonna see wrinkles you don't even have yeah oh that's so true Yeah. yeah I've noticed that too and it was hard for me when I left the industry actually modeling and then acting and now I'm a writer and I only have to work out of the house once a day when I come here. Mm-hmm. And uh, and first I was only doing audio. Now I do some video and have photos taken. And I was like, what happened to me at first? Because the photos, I was I was used to seeing professional photos with good mm-hmm. lighting. And I realized very quickly that, and not to try to shun myself or to say, oh, I look awful now. It's just that there were some simple things I could do, mm-hmm. like bringing in some extra lighting or sitting facing the light instead of having it shadowing down on, you mm-hmm. know, under my eyes where I'll exactly. get shadow and stuff. And I think that's, that's really, really important. Yes, it is. And I think, you know, I think every woman, once again, should try to, to really live to her full, fullest potential, you know, and that means instead of judging beauty, like let's say, you know, somebody's, 
you know, feeling insecure and they become resentful towards beauty and beautiful people and they hate makeup and they hate other women and for what they look like. Instead of judging, if they just really try to understand these things and put time into, hmm, how come she looks so good? I want to learn that. I want to, you know, see what I can look like and, you know, and stuff like that. I, I think... But it's within us. You you know, you either want to live your fullest potential or you don't. You know, it just starts with you inside. And Absolutely. Absolutely. You've come so far in your life and you still seem incredibly young and so <laughs> successful. Your magazine is amazing. Um, you live a very kind life. I love that you're vegan and have a, I have a pit bull also. Oh, awesome. Oh, yeah. Love I think that. I saw it on your Instagram or something. Oh, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my. She's like half my Instagram. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I know you're a big animal lover. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any words of advice for women who you said you've encouraged yourself to have self-esteem and to live fully. What are some of the messages that have really helped you succeed? I think, you know, I think love, you know, like I learned that the highest frequency is love. And if you surround yourself with only people you love and they love you and you do only things that you love, there's no room for any errors or, or unhappiness or anything negative. And, you know, I think, I think just, just love. And I always try to, you know, eat healthy because I believe everything is energy. And I do believe if you eat, let's say, uh, vegetables and fruits that are filled with sunlight and, and, you know, daylight and chlorophyll and oxygen, then you become that and you become life and your face becomes light. If you eat something that suffered and died and you eating dead flesh, that you becoming like a I don't want to say like that person, but you're aging and you're, you're, you know, you deteriorating or, you know, like it's just, I feel like my, my aging slowed down so much because of that. And maybe not because of that. I don't know, but I, I give that credit to being a plant based diet person. And, you know, I don't like to wear, I mean, I don't wear any fur and I try to minimize leather and, and cosmetics that are tested on animals. And I do anything I can to really stay away from any negative um, vibes, which are in everything that suffered or is cruel or negative or war. Or, I mean, you name it. So I always kind of take my time and look at the companies and, you know, I just try to really have in my life things and people that you know, there's, there's love and there's, you know, as less pain as possible. You can avoid it hundred percent, but just do your, I do my best that I can to, to eliminate all that, you right. know. And you provide such a good example that way. You know, we can't change the world around us, but we can change ourselves in it. Yeah. You have to be the change you want to see in the world. Exactly. It starts it's, with you. Yeah. Exactly. Totally. Totally. Um, I'm going to share a little bit of information here from our wonderful sex expert. Then I'll have one more question for Mm -hmm. you before we go. Um, So everybody, how about a little sex talk? I thought y'all might like that. Did you know that women can orgasm without even realizing it? It's true. In fact, I have done so myself. You can learn more about that in my episode from last year on my orgasm MRI. But a couple of weeks ago, I was in New York City to celebrate World Sexual Health Day. It was such a blast. And while I was there, I had the chance to sit down with Dr. Megan Fleming, our fabulous resident sex expert. And I asked her about this phenomenon. So I'm really fascinated by the studies that show that some women don't realize that they're A, turned on, or B, even having an orgasm. Uh, How is that possible? Because people hear that and they go, how could you miss something like that? 
Well, I think it's it's actually for many women who have been um, under an MRI or getting vaginal plasmography, the recognition that their body is responsive, but it just goes to show you the biggest sex organ is the brain. And so often women are aroused and have vasocongestion and they have lubrication and they may even be orgasmic, but they aren't mentally aroused or turned on. And I think for women to recognize it's the power of fantasy and anticipation and really I always say it's like keep the inner pilot light on to your sexuality because if you're always looking outside of yourself for that kind of stimulation, your partner, uh, the, the recognition is you're missing out, that there's such an opportunity to get yourself turned on long before your partner enters the room and to recognize that even when you're not maybe consciously or cognitively aware of it, your body's responsive. And I think that it's interesting that if women are curious enough that they might play with turning themselves on and just noticing as they touch themselves the difference between when they're lubricated or they're not lubricated. Because I think that it, it's almost like muscle memory. You have to sort of recognize that connection between your mental cognitive response and your physiological response. Fascinating, right? Truly, when we embrace our capacity for pleasure, our whole world can open up sexually and otherwise. And, you know, that makes life outside of the bedroom just so much brighter. For more from Dr. Megan, visit her website, greatlifegreatsex.com. She's also on Twitter at Megan Fleming, PhD. Uh, Katerina, what is one makeup mistake that so many women make that we can all stop doing? Not wearing a foundation. People underestimate it, but I think to wear a foundation, especially when you leave the house, is so important for a couple of reasons, right? It protects your skin from pollution, especially if you live in a city, right, like Los Angeles. There's so much pollution here. And I do believe if you put foundation on before you leave the house, which you seal with the powder, then all this pollution sits on your on top of your makeup. So then when you come home, you just wipe it off, remove it, and your skin is good. Whereas, you know women who don't wear foundation, they think it's awesome because their skin is breathing and it's bare and it's awesome. No, I think all that dirt is going straight into your pores and straight into your bloodstream and straight into your brain and everywhere. So I think foundation is a mistake if women don't wear. Beautiful. That's good to know. Any just quick tips on choosing a good one? Uh, everybody's different. You know, and this is where you need to uh, go to a source that you value, like, you know, some website or a blog or someone you feel connected with and, and try to take their advice if that's not your forte, you know, but you just have to do lots of research. Nobody will do it for you. And you got to try a couple of things. And once again, if you do something cruelty free and something that works, I feel there's that good energy and you look flawless and you protect your skin from from pollution and all that stuff. And and I think that's very important. The foundation, like people always wonder when I say that, but I think that's like a big mistake for that's women really not interesting. To wear. Yeah, I I could see that though that it's protecting your skin. Yes, you it is. It is because foundation these days is not like it was back in the eighties where it clogged up paint. your pore and paint and it seals <laughs> yeah. it and it's awful, right? It, it hurt. It could hurt your skin. These days, foundations are very good, lightweight. They have SPF in them, and they're they're very. 
they're decent. They're good for you. I mean, I sleep with makeup on sometimes. I never have any issues because your skin rejuvenates from inside anyway, from sure. through your bloodstream and vessels and stuff. So if you can just protect your mask almost like your face uh, with with sealing it with foundation then you just take it off at the end of the day and put the moisturizer on and and that's it self-care i love that you're such a great resource oh thank you (laughs) and how can we learn more about your wonderful work vivaglammagazine.com please subscribe to our magazine we'll ship you a hard copy every three months and um, you know we're not owned by any corporation so we're independent we need every subscriber we can get because we're not driven by advertisement and we stay true to the brand and write our own content we do our own photography and and people always say the magazine is very inspiring because since you open it till you close it you go through everything from beauty tips, fashion, food, uh, fitness, and you close it with inspirational articles and travel in between. So it really tells you how to live your life in a good, happy, glamorous, beautiful way. And how you, at the end, when you're closing it, if you read those inspirational articles, it's kind of like a self-help articles. And, and you should feel good when you close it. Fantastic. Oh, I'm so happy to hear about that. And I will share the link uh, in the show notes so people mm-hmm. can click easily and, and subscribe. If you are digging Girl Boner Radio, I hope you've also subscribed to us on iTunes uh, and also on YouTube, where I will be sharing some more highlights and extras from upcoming shows. You can also rate and review the show on iTunes and support us by shopping for fabulous intimacy products at Good Vibrations. Simply click the ad on my website, augustmclaughlin.com. Thank you so, so much for listening. And have a beautiful girl boner embracing week. 